You're listening to the Restored Minds Podcast, episode number 72. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about the fear of unwanted, violent, or evil thoughts. And on the episode, I'm going to talk about a case that I worked with where, you know, a woman was experiencing these thoughts and kind of what we did to help her really break out of that loop and ultimately overcome them and take back control of her life. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and on this show, I share helpful strategies to help you overcome common mental health challenges. After years of working with others and navigating my own personal struggles, I know real transformation starts from within. And when people are able to heal as individuals, they bring that restoration into their families, friendships, and communities, which is why a restored mind is the beginning of a restored world. Welcome to the Restored Mind Show. All right. Hello and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about the fear of violent or hostile or unwanted, um, you know, aggressive thoughts, so to speak. And this, these thoughts can lead people to, you know, these fears of, you know, what if I'm evil and what if I'm a bad person? Um, what if I'm a serial killer? You know, things like that, right? So it's kind of like there's two layers to these fears, right? There's the, the fear of having the, you know, the thoughts themselves. And then there's the secondary layers of like what those thoughts mean about you as an individual, and so, um, you know, these thoughts generally, um, you know, obviously on the contingent that these aren't thoughts that you want in your mind, right? These are thoughts that are repelling and very, you know, anxiety provoking. Um, you know, that is a good indicator that these thoughts usually fall in that realm of what we call pure o OCD or you know, just uh, OCD in general, actually. The idea of Piro is just, you know, that um, there's no compulsions. But with these thoughts, there are almost always, um, again, compulsions or behaviors that the person's engaging in that are that's really keeping that loop going. And so, um, you know, some of those behaviors could be things like avoiding, you know, movies that trigger them uh, or avoiding, you know, situations, avoiding touching knives, avoiding, um, you know, just, just things that they think are dangerous as well as checking and mental compulsions like ruminating, analyzing and so on. So, um, when it comes to the fear of these thoughts, it's, it's so important to, you know, realize that number one, that these thoughts are a normal part of the human experience, right? Unwanted thoughts and thoughts, you know, kind of popping into your mind um, is, is a normal occurrence, right? You know, I mean, in surveys, most people have these kind of thoughts pop up in their mind. The thing that makes um, it different for someone who's experiencing OCD or is really stuck in a loop about like a certain topic is that that individual is reacting to it, right? Like it's a real danger. And more importantly, engaging in behaviors that are reinforcing the idea that it's dangerous. So let me go ahead and give an example of uh, you know someone I worked with one time. So once I was working with this um, mother, right, young mother, who was having these intrusive thoughts that she might snap and hurt her little baby, right? And obviously these thoughts were extremely distressing to her because she had read some news article that, um, of, or, or seen something on the news or something like that of a mom, you know, essentially suffocating her baby to death on purpose. And what we need to remember is, is that with OCD, um, and anxiety in general, usually the things that we worry about have a, a hint of reality to them in the sense that, yeah, these things are possible, right? Someone worrying about getting in an accident when they're driving is, well, yeah, it's possible to get in an accident, right? 
what's what the paradox is is that the more you worry about something um you know the worse and worse it gets right um you're not you're not going to drive as well when you are worrying about getting an accident right because you know it's just you're not going to be as uh, attuned so um and that's the paradox of ocd and anxiety right the more and more we worry about it and try to like you know protect our kids or protect the people from violent thoughts what happens is we actually distance ourselves so much from that we don't even have a relationship with them right which is actually more damaging in many ways and um and and that's the real paradox of of living in fear right is that essentially by trying to in many ways not have something happen and control life we then you know make sometimes even a worst case scenario come true right because when fear is driving you again it's just it all it does is produce chaos and so um you know with with that said when it comes to these fear of unwanted, violent, and intrusive thoughts, right? You know, the thoughts with with this mother, one of the first things that we had to do was, you know, really get her to see that these thoughts were ego-dystonic, right? These, these, these thoughts weren't something that she really wanted to do. Um, they weren't a reflection of some deep, dark part of herself, right? It was an intrusive thought that popped up. And, and in, in this case, it popped up as a result of this thing that she'd read, right? And she didn't want that to happen. And so what happened was is that she got really anxious. And when she got really anxious, she then started engaging in these behaviors to try to make sure that didn't happen, like avoiding touching her baby, right? You know, because it was like, well, I can't, I can't touch her because, you know, I, I might freak out. I might do this. So her husband the brunt of the childcare and all the stuff fell on his shoulders. And what we need to see in this situation, this is really common, right? With, um, with these unwanted thoughts is that it starts to put strains in different parts of our lives, right? Because, you know, most of the time people don't want to be honest about what they're even dealing with. So then our spouses, our children, our parents start to become the accommodators, right? And the husband thinks he's doing a good thing, right? He's like, okay, this is taking stress away. Maybe this will help, right? But what's actually happening is the more we engage in these behaviors, the more it reinforces that 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 idea might actually be real, right? So then when the thought pops up again, same kind of thing, right? We have to, the anxiety spikes, we have to engage in more behaviors and it just gets worse and worse. And what started as, you know, maybe not being around a knife in the kitchen with the baby then becomes to the point of like, I can't change the baby. Um, or I, I can't do this. I can't, you know, and, and it just grows and grows and grows. And the more and more OCD and anxiety grows, the smaller and smaller and smaller our life becomes. And this, this works like this with any real OCD cycle or fear cycle in general, right? The more and more we become afraid of contamination, and the more and more we try to protect, you know, protect ourselves from not getting contaminated, the smaller and smaller and smaller our life has become. And you know, like you know, twenty twenty has been a really good example of this, where you know it's obviously we've had the coronavirus, you know, the pandemic, and there's a an aspect of way well, yeah, it's important to be safe, right? But you start to see people doing way more extreme things than what the you know common recommendations are. You know, when you start to see someone driving in their car wearing two masks, right? You know, mask and then a shield and gloves and they're driving in their car, well, that's a good example of of like just how it starts building, right? And again, I don't want to make too many comparisons to, you know, coronavirus and and um and the pandemic in 2020. 
But I just want you to see that when you start to feed fear, right, and you start to do behaviors, eventually those behaviors don't achieve the relief that you want. And then that thought happens again, and then it just starts building on a loop. And so when we started to work together, the first thing was is just realizing that these thoughts are normal, right? They're a normal part of the human experience. And once once we did that and then we started learning about ego dystonic and ego syntonic thoughts, then what we need to realize is, is that the problem is not the experience of the thought, right? The problem is, is the behaviors that you're engaging in that are reinforcing the idea in your mind that this thought is something really serious to take seriously because that's what the difference is between people who have OCD and anxiety disorders versus people who have these same exact thoughts and just dismiss them is that person doesn't engage in behaviors that keep that the power of that thought going right so once we determine the ego dystonic um you know concept and also really started to distance to create some started to create distance from our thoughts right you know realizing that we aren't our thoughts one of the ways that we achieve that is through meditation so if this is something you're struggling with you know one of the things i always recommend to people is um you know with a a meditation right you know or start a meditation practice now we have um you know different meditations that you can check out over restored minds as well specifically for stress and anxiety so that's a great place to start but when we start looking at um, what we did is we started looking at all the behaviors. And again, some of the behaviors just are so sneaky, right? That's why it's so important that you work with someone who really understands this because it was all the behaviors from that she was doing from, you know, not touching kitchen knives to not having certain shows on television, right? To, you know, it's, and it's these subtle questions that she would ask her husband, right? Like, Hey, you think I'm a good mom, right? Or, you know, or, Hey, you know, like what, like if you had to rate me, like how these kind of questions, it seems like an innocent question that the person's asking you. But what you need to understand is, is that when that thought of fear and doubt pops into that person's head and it creates that stress and anxiety, and then they respond to it by saying, Hey, let me ask this person this question. And then when you tell them the answer they want to hear, it creates that relief for them and it happens instantly. Right. It's kind of like a drug hit, right? It, it creates that instant relief, right? And people with OCD and anxiety are very good at, you know, asking these questions in ways that seem, you know, like nothing's happening, right? But it's just enough to give them that relief. And that's why when we understand that the unwanted fear of the unwanted violent thoughts is it's not a thought problem, right? It's, it was, it's not a content of the thought problem, right? So the, the content of being violent and snapping and doing something crazy, that's not the problem that we're actually dealing with. What we're dealing with is that thought is creating a stress response in your body. And then from there, you're doing behaviors that are reinforcing it. And then the thought pops up again and you have to do more behaviors and it's just building, right? And it's eventually making your life smaller and smaller and smaller. And then in this case, it was impacting her relationship with her daughter. So what we did is we started systematically getting rid of those behaviors, right? So it was a kind of a multiple prong approach, you know, in this particular case where we started with meditation, really creating some of that diffusion between the individual and their thoughts and feelings, right? And then with that, we needed enough space to realize, hey, we have a choice of how we're going to respond to this. And, you know, in our Taking Back Control program, we teach the AAA response, um, you know, to really make sure you're not doing those mental compulsions as well as the physical. Um, and that's, it's so, so important that you you really make sure you're not doing either physical or mental compulsions. And that's a, that's a critical component here. 
And then finally, um, really committing to living to the long-term values that you want, right? I mean, she wanted a good relationship with her daughter. Well, that meant that you're going to have to have physical connection with her. You're going to have to hold her, pick her up, change her, spend time with her, all that stuff. And once we realized that that's what we're really working for, we started to implement that as much as possible. And once you can really reframe the entire problem for yourself, that's when the thoughts lose power. That's when the anxiety calms down. And that's when you really start to create separation and freedom um, from these unwanted thoughts and feelings. So I hope that was helpful in understanding that, um, you know, that kind of general case. Um, and if this is something you struggle with, again, we have resources over at Restored Minds. In fact, down in the links, um, you know, right under underneath, um, you'll have some access to different resources, free meditation, as well as um, different downloads and our taking back control program that you can check out and get access to. Right. And that's one of the great things. This is all digital. So wherever you are in the world, you know, you can have access to it. So, um, yeah, so check those out if you haven't already. And, uh, please, you know, please support our channel by, uh, liking, subscribing and sharing. Um, you know, it's always really helpful for us as well as commenting and leaving us, uh, any reviews or ideas for future, uh, episodes. So thank you very much for taking the time to hang out with us today. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found it helpful, chances are others will too. So if you would please do me a favor and show your support by subscribing and also sharing this with others via your social media, I would really appreciate it. Also, if you're looking for a higher level of support on your journey, I have some links to some free resources down in the notes. And we also host live digital workshops and trainings over at restoredminds.com. Lastly, if you have any questions, I'm here to assist. You can email me questions at support at restoredminds.com, and I might even use your question for a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you soon.